John's here, as always. I'm Brad. Uh, Brad's Nick's, actually here. Yeah. Brad is actually here. I've That's been here great. the last couple of podcasts. I mean, yeah. Uh, Jake's here. And I'm Grant who's here, yes. <laughs> we were going to have a couple guest stars tonight, but they both flaked. They're great people. They're great uh, people. I, I like, they're, they're great people. They're good friends. I'm not saying that sarcastically. <laughs> they are good friends. They're good they just friends. Flake. I just wouldn't say they're it sarcastically. Friends. You they're, gotta put air quotes. They're good. They're good friends. <laughs> oh, by the way, last episode, last episode we introduced Sam, and Sam is actually Jake's twin brother. We weren't. That wasn't a joke or a bit. They're yeah. actually twin brothers. We've just never had him on the podcast before. Yeah, he stays in his room all the time. It would have been a better gimmick if they were identical twins and they sounded exactly the same. We mm-hmm. couldn't distinguish, but... That would, that would well, be Jake. if I brought Max on the podcast. Yeah, right? yeah that's like, true. That would work. We're, we're identical twins. Or Jake could just be, you know, talking in two different perspectives. Well, we do have Jake's Jake other identical twin brother with us, uh, Mark. Hi. Why don't you introduce yourself, Mark? Hey, I'm, I'm Mark. You mean Akaj? Akaj? Yeah, Akaj. Is he like backwards? Jake? Yeah, he's thinking of Jake backwards. Jake has to speak in that like backwards. Yeah, yeah, Jim. Yeah, me. So who here has seen Enter the Void? God, you were talking about Enter the Void. Enter, I mean, Enter the Void. I think we've all seen it except Brad. I Heaven. don't remember it. I just remember a lot of fucking weird imagery. Yeah. But this was a—it's a crazy movie. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, you should. Uh, I it don't made know, me actually. feel I don't, okay. sick. Re- That's okay. why I stopped First, watching. If you want to watch a movie that is similar and really dark and depressing as Enter the Void is, watch Requiem for a Dream. And yeah. then, if you can make it through that and think you could stand more, then watch Enter the Void. Enter the Void is way crazier, though. That, that's, a, that's a good point. Both of those movies are... They have similar subject matter. They deal with drugs. Drug use, yeah. Um, and they're both really intense. But I'd say Enter the Void is more intense than Requiem for a Dream. Guys, yeah. what's a better scene in Requiem for a Dream? The refrigerator scene or Ass to Ass? Ass to Ass. ass, to ass. Because that just scene is in classic. the midst of this compilation where it's jumping between all the shit that the characters are going through and it's mm. super fucking depressing. Because they keep cutting between Ass to Ass and that shit getting electroshock therapy. But I, I think Requiem for a Dream is more depressing than Enter the Void. Oh yeah. Requiem for a Dream is sad. It's just a sad, depressing thing. Yeah, the shit that happens in Enter the Void is also sad, but in a way, it's like, it's kind of, you don't feel as much sympathy because these people are really degenerate pieces of shit for the most yeah, part, except yeah. for Linda. Like, she's she's redeemable, but everyone yeah. else is so shitty and awful. God, his fucking, I, I love his, his friend, though, Alex. Like, the way oh, he yeah. talks and that really weird accent of his. Like, you read a book? No, I can't do his accent. It's just so... It's this raspy, like, English-Australian thing that is just so hard to place. So basically, Enter the Void came out in 2009. It's basically about... It's in a first-person point of view, the whole movie. Well, kind of. Well, well it switches I'd, I'd between, say the whole movie, but well, I don't want to spoil about, things. Well, it's, I'll just, well, I'm just going to talk about the POV, because it's in about three parts. There's The first section is all POV... The third, the second section is like over-the-shoulder shots of the same character, and then the third section are these like more omniscient, roaming POV shots, mm-hmm. kind of like David Fincher's movies. Yeah, but it's one of those movies where it's it's not one take because that'd be impossible, but it's it appears that way. Yeah, because of how how it is. So it basically follows this 
person who takes uh, psychedelics a lot. Yeah. And the, the movie, dealer, yeah. the movie basically opens with him doing DMT, and you actually get to see, you know, his hallucinations. Well, first, before that, you get the best opening title credits of any movie ever. Oh, yeah. I love the opening title credits for that movie. That fucking shitty it's horror just... movie ripped it off. Hashtag horror. Oh, yeah. No, but it's like, it's just <laughs> typography porn, and it's going so fast and playing this crazy electronic music. It's crazy looking. Mm -hmm. I love it. That's like the... <laughs> that's the only part of the movie I'd want to watch again. Like, I'm not saying it's a bad movie, I just think it's so much, and it's so it's very intense, intense, and it really draws you in that it kind of, you're kind of a little rattled by the end of it, of all this shit you just watched, and I don't know, I don't think I could ever watch the whole thing again. Yeah, as far as recommending it, I don't think I'd recommend it to just anybody. Um, i definitely recommend it if you've taken, well... If you like intense movies... I think you might understand it a little bit more if you like psychedelics or something. Or yeah, something it, it, like, I think it clicks not, with Absolutely you. do not take psychedelics while watching this movie. No, that would be you'll, horrifying. You'll freak out. You'll yeah. have a bad time. It's yeah, uh, Especially because the movie's really fucked but up. But I think yeah. it really clicks with people that have taken psychedelics because of oh, the, yeah. uh, the accuracy of its hallucinations that it tries to simulate. Though I don't think I'll ever be able to take psychedelics again and not feel like a degenerate piece of shit after watching that movie because like just the shit know. that that guy does is so fucking weird and that drug dealer that he buys his shit from well that he's also that character doesn't have a very healthy life either oh, yeah Oscar's really fucked up because yeah. all he does is take psychedelics and deal psychedelics yeah in the opening scene he mentions that he he took he had multiple tabs of LSD and then later took a hit of DMT like that's super unhealthy and bad for, for, for context LSD is pretty intense. Yeah. It's pretty fucking intense. And it lasts like eight hours at least. But DMT... It's DMT is literally the most intense psychedelic you can really get. It's released into your so, brain yeah. when you die. Yeah, the, yeah, DMT is actually the chemical that apparently your brain releases at the moment of you death. Die. I've heard also that it releases a very tiny amount when you dream or when you're born. It's this very dubious thing. It's very similar to tryptamine. It's also it's, in it's a, a lot of stuff uh, with shamanism, like ayahuasca, peyote, all that yeah. I think is DMT. Peyote's DMT? The peyote is mescaline. Oh, mescaline. But, uh, yeah, but uh, ayahuasca is DMT. Ayahuasca is DMT. But DMT, actually, it's, it's, it was called the businessman's trip in the 60s because it, it only lasts for, I think, like 15 minutes-ish. But apparently, it feel, it's like a whole breadth of a psychedelic experience in that 15-minute time span. It feels like way, way longer. Mm. Like, people, if you... If you take an acid or shrooms or something like that, you'll know that time seems to kind of stretch out. Where it'll, it'll yeah, time it, it is only different. lasts for eight hours to twelve hours ish, but it definitely feels like a lot longer. It feels almost like a whole day. Whereas DMT is, I don't, I can't, I can't speak from experience because I've never done DMT. I don't know where the fuck you're supposed to get DMT <laughs> for one. Well, like, one of our friends was offered a, a pipe, which he thought was weed. At a party, so it was it was this house party. He's offered a pipe that he thought was weed, and he was about to hit it. And then the dude's like, "Man, are you ready to trip?" And he's like, "What are you talking about?" And he's like, "Dude, that's DMT in there." Holy and he's like, shit! No, I'm not doing that. No thanks. This dude was just at a house party, just casually fucking losing his mind. Was that Eric? I don't no. know who it was. I, it was what? Zerg. Oh, God, Zerg that's was fucked that. up. That's uh -oh. so weird. Are you sure it wasn't Derry? I thought Derry was talking about that. I don't exactly know what, but it might have happened to Derry too. But I remember Zerg told me that he Does was DMT offered DMT. look like weed? In the movie Enter the Void, yeah, he smokes DMT like and it looks just like if it was weed or something. Because I've shit. heard it's like a powder, and you're also supposed to put tobacco 
in there too, so you have like something that burns through, mm. or something yeah. to that effect. You don't want to See, put I'm not, I'm not even interested in you know learning how to do DMT because I'll never do it. Yeah, it seems really fucked up. <laughs> but I, the, that's the thing that it's also the with Enter the Void. So again, it, the opening beyond the title credits is like the first major thing that happens is he smokes DMTs, and there's just this visual montage that just goes on and fucking on and on, mm. and it's so long. And they're just yeah, like some of the visual stuff that happens, like. Where it's, you know, like, CGI, not, like, actual, like, people moving around and mm. people talking and stuff. Like, are crazy, and they go on for so fucking... There's, like, a strobe effect that goes on for almost what feels like a whole oh, minute. Yeah. And it's so fucking intense. There are sequences of the movie where it's it's just light, and it's playing with different shades of color, yeah. and a lot of strobe lights. I, I really want to... When I watched that movie, it was in Grant's basement at, uh, like, 2 in the morning. Yeah. Um... And I really wish I, I watched the movie with headphones on. Oh, yeah. Because I could tell they were playing a lot with audio, too. There's some, there's some really weird... There were probably like, binaural and, like, like, beats in there. Yeah, there were probably binaural shit. What's binaural? What is the fuck? You've never heard of binaural... So have you ever heard of uh, audio drugs? No. <laughs> what <laughs> so, are you talking about? Really? So there's, there's these... Um, Do you mean, like, infrasound? Well, it's, it's like these MP3 things. files. You're supposed okay. to listen with stereo headphones. Okay. And it'll play one tone in one ear and one tone in the other. And it's supposed to influence you psychologically to make you feel like you're tripping or... Oh, like trick your brain because there's yeah. two different sounds. Oh, that's interesting. Pretty much what it is is... Um, is that just ASMR? It's, no, it's, it's kind of related. It's or... a single... It's usually like a sine wave on like your left ear. And then there's one that's either like a slightly different um, frequency. It's a very oh. slightly different frequency. And then... Judging by like how different it is, it gives different effects. But it's playing that, is, that other sine frequency on the other ear. That is incredibly bizarre. Yeah. Can you it. imagine if like someone's able to refine that, and then eventually we go to the future where you're buying like MP3 files off of the Silk Road or something? But the thing is, uh, I so I heard about audio drugs in middle school through 4chan, <laughs> and I thought I thought it was a cool, edgy kid uh, for finding them and being able to torrent them not pay for them. <laughs> I, I torrented <laughs> these mp3 files and I convinced myself like listening to it I'm like oh my god dude I'm so high from this. <laughs> and it really I've, I've tried it off and on and it's just never affected me really. Oh, anyway. It's not even like a like a weird like ASMR like tingle down the neck I mean feeling. yeah it, it does like feel kind of weird and it makes kind of your head feel like it's vibrating a little bit but it's not like any yeah. But it's more of an explanation that your brain's just kind of confused. Yeah, it doesn't really know what it's to, listening yeah. to. Of course, they'll like slightly go out of sync, but since they're played on two different ears, it's not like the waves are actually interacting there, with each other. The only thing that, that reminds me of that is actual tripping in a way is the Gansfeld effect. Do you guys know what that is? That's when you... The ping pong balls? Yeah, sensory yeah, deprivation. Tape, yeah, oh, it's like yeah. a sensory deprivation thing where you tape ping pong ball halves to your, your eyes, over your eyes, and then you have headphones on and you have a hooked to a radio that's tuned to static mm-hmm. and you just sit there and eventually your brain will get like so freaked out from all the yeah. sensory deprivation that it'll just start making you hallucinate. I can't even imagine. Sensory deprivation is crazy. I, someday I want to be in a sensory deprivation tank. Oh, I want to do that, yeah. You float in salt water. There's a, there was a good, um, what's that show? Hamilton's Pharmacopoeia, which is the Vice show where it's this, this guy, Hamilton Morris, who is... This guy looks like he's taking way too many drugs. He's, like, really tall. He's incredibly fucking skinny. 
we, we should watch one of those after this just so I can show you how fucked up that guy looks. Like, he's so skinny, he's so tall, he looks so gaunt and has, like, no color to him and has this really weird, monotonous voice. And he has a whole series on Vice where he just goes goes to places around the world and takes the drugs there. Huh. I mean, there's some more interesting ones where, like, he talks about um, people taking Ambien who have, like, traumatic brain injuries and it's, like, really helping them. And he just, you know, obviously he's not... But there's other ones where he uses the drug itself. Um, and one of them is the sleep deprivation where it's him talking about um, doing it. And he goes to see Joe Rogan. And Joe Rogan has a sleep deprivation tank in his house. And then he says, okay, before you do this, you gotta eat this weed cookie, dude. <laughs> you, ever seen the movie, you ever seen the movie Altered States? That's the one where the guy goes in the tank and eats the goat, right? Goes he doesn't the tank eat the, eats the goat. He doesn't eat the goat in the tank, but he gets out of the tank, is all fucked up, and he yeah. eats a goat, I want to say. Well, it's, it's movie. a movie that... It's a B-movie that came out in the 80s uh, about about a scientist experimenting with sleep deprivation. And I think at one point he takes LSD and goes into a sleep deprivation chamber. Oh, that would be awful. The hell, dude? No, I just, I wonder... And and it gets into satanic shit. I wonder if they have a place... wacky shit. They probably have a New Age spa or something in Twin Cities that has a... Sensory deprivation. Has sensory deprivation. For sure. Yeah, there probably is. I mean, Steph Curry, who... I know you guys aren't big sports guys, but Steph Curry is the name in basketball right now. He's like considered one of the best shooters in basketball. He plays for Golden State. He goes to one of those like once every two weeks to do a sensory deprivation float. Hmm. So it's not the most fringe thing ever, but it's certainly not the most mainstream thing ever. I want to try going into a sleep deprivation tank, just just normally, standard, mm-hmm. and see if I can handle it. And if I can handle it, I want to try. Dropping acid, doing the Gansfeld effect. So putting ping pong balls over my eyes and shit, and just make sure all my senses you are just totally want to eliminated. Make yourself go insane or what? <laughs> I don't Insanity know. trip. No, I like, mean, at, at that point when all your all your senses are gone and you're just seeing, you know, blackness and not hearing anything. Like, what do you think would happen? If I feel like that's the only thing seen, to do. The only not thing, seeing anything. The only thing to do would be to let your mind race. So I'm just wondering. What you think of? Yeah. What would happen if? If I would start seeing like, like, uh, like fractals or something, oh, yeah. or like travel back in time to like, ch- childhood or something, <laughs> I want to see out of body, an out of body experience. You'll be able to see in four dimensions. Because I don't think there's a way that it'll permanently affect you or anything. Or I don't know. No. I feel I like mean, that I, combination of shit might maybe I'll cross develop. the wrong wires in some way, shape, or form. Nah, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> no, but don't you you you're in those tanks for like. Hours, like five yeah. hours, I think. Because it takes like, a while to like to kick in yeah. per se. But it must be a really bizarre feeling though, because you're because it's all like really heavily concentrated salt water, so you're just floating there. Yeah. I can't imagine anything really feels quite like it. You know, it must um, be just bizarre as all. The hell. Dead Sea. Yeah, Dead Sea, I suppose. Except the Dead Sea, you got all the air. You're in a like. Yeah. I, I feel like if I was in a sensory deprivation tank, I would be really stressed out, because you're in a really enclosed environment, and it's dark. And you're just in water, and you're sitting there for hours. Like, imagine if you go in there, and after like the first twenty minutes, you have to take a piss. Oh, that must be awful. <laughs> right in there. Just yeah, I mean, if well, you, you pee in there, and then you're sitting in your urine. For yeah, hours. dude. No, but in the in That's the what I do every day. in the Hamilton's Pharmacopoeia <laughs> episode, he talks about. He asks a guy who runs a place, he says, like, you make sure people don't pee in the tank, right? He says, no, that's an $800 mistake, because there's $800 worth of fucking Epsom salt in that in the water. Oh, so if you pee in it, they have to replace all that. Yeah, and you, wow. and you get charged for it. Isn't that fucked? <laughs> I'm just imagining them having little salt shakers, and just, <laughs> now we have to shake all this up. Can't you just unscrew the top? No, that's against policy. <laughs> we need to just... 
lightly salt the water until I gotta drop some rice grains yeah. in it to make sure it's not moist. Oh my god. No, we have to we have to look that up. We gotta find if there's a sensor deprivation tank. There's definitely one. I don't know, they got escape rooms in this city, so we probably can find sensor deprivation tanks. I feel like this attract a similar audience. I don't I know do one of those escape rooms. I know, they seem really, really cool. So <laughs> anybody who doesn't know an escape room is like it's a real life puzzle yeah, game, pretty much. You're so like you, locked in a room and you have to get out and you have to solve a bunch of puzzles yeah, for yourself. They set up a scenario for you, like, you gotta find the code in this amount of time, yeah. and you probably go to different rooms, like, to get out of this room you need to, I don't know, pull this book out of the bookshelf, and to figure out which book it is, you look solve at the clues. Solve dumb riddle or math yeah, solve a riddle or some shit like that. There's actually one, like, right yeah. next to the practice space, basically. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, it's, like, right by the brewery there. It's probably expensive as shit. What if, uh, what if someone got, uh, gay porn actors to go into one of those? Cause don't they watch you? Like, there's surveillance they cameras They gotta, because there must be you, like, trash and shit, or... So anything. there's surveillance cameras, so what if you got gay porn actors to go in there, and then act like they're trying to figure it out, and then eventually just start stripping it's off their... slowly <laughs> devolves into yeah. porn. <laughs> I don't know how to get through the store. Uh, maybe, oh, maybe we should take our shirts off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're gonna yeah, grease yeah, each other up. Maybe you'll fit yeah. through the. We maybe we can slide through the crack in the door <laughs> if you grease yourself up with this with this olive oil. <laughs> you're missing a few spots. You're, oh. Yeah, you miss a few spots. Oh, you <laughs> you miss your abs there. You have nice abs, by the way. Thanks, man. Thanks. You do too. <laughs> I can't fit. Oh, it must be the pants. It's you need as much less layers as you can. Yeah, dude, just take just off your pants. It just needs to be skin-on-door contact. <laughs> I'm not gonna take off my pants. No, dude, I'll, I'll take off mine, too. All right. <laughs> I'll take off mine so you feel safe. And then, Christ. two hours later, there's security dragging them out of the building. <laughs> I wonder if it's cameras, or maybe they have to have someone in the room with you who just stands there. Well, maybe, like, what happened? I mean, imagine if you just get... Imagine if there's some riddle that you just can't do. Like, you're just completely stuck, then what do you do? You just sit there and wait for it to be over. Dude, what about a horror escape room? Like a haunted house and escape room mixed together. Like, like you have a time it's, like a, it's like a prison break scenario or something like that, where you're moving from multiple rooms and we have to traverse stuff or something to that effect. You know what I want to see haunted house do more? Mm -hmm. I, I want to see haunted houses get more psychological. Oh, yeah. Because... <laughs> Haunted houses right now, I, I understand almost everybody goes to a haunted house expecting to be scared, you know, yeah. expecting to see, like, zombies or or a guy with a chainsaw, you know yeah. what I mean? But I want to see one where, you know, it's a normal haunted house, right? Yeah. But then you get to a room. Maybe it pretends to be the exit, or basically it's, it's a normal room, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you're going through all these intense rooms with intense shit in them, right? And then you just get to this normal, just brightly lit room. And maybe there's like, like a dude in the corner just reading a newspaper or something. Oh, right? like a really atmosphere. I, I don't know. I heard someone talk about an escape room we went to where there was like a guy like pretending to rape like a disfigured woman or something really really <laughs> fucked what up, fuck? and like people were forced to watch that or something. Like something See, that's scary. Really disturbing. Like that's scary. Yeah, I don't know, but I mean, you can do it. You can have it both. You can have that psychological stuff and still have those stupid jump scares. There's there's a fucking video of these NBA players going through a haunted house, and there's you know there's the standard people jumping out from walls and doing shit. And then there's one point where this fucking like mental patient looking dude with a chainsaw is just running after them, and they're just hauling ass down this hallway. What if you had a haunted house in a building, where 
to exit the building, you kind of gotta go through this hallway and almost walk around a bit. Like it's almost convoluted to get out of the exit. Like right? a labyrinth. Like you make it. You don't make it Maybe like a point like A to point B thing. You make it more of a big open thing. But my idea is that they bolt the doors behind you. My idea is that to to fake out the people in the haunted house. Yeah. So you make them believe it's the exit, right? Mm -hmm. And right when they believe they're out of it, oh. somehow you bring them back. You pull a brave I mean? encounters too. They yeah. end up at like yeah. the beginning. And then they have to get out, they have to like go to the basement, and they, they, they'll, they'll go for like miles in some other building that's off. Like what if it was, what if it was um, like a haunted house where you had to reserve a time, right? Mm -hmm. It's not just open to the public, anyone can come in at a time. You reserve a time and it lasts like uh, 45 minutes or something yeah. like that, right? So you, you go, you exit, you actually exit the building, and then they, they have people there being like, how did you, how did you handle the haunted house? Was it scary? Was it scary all then? Make you lull you into okay. Now time to walk back to the car, right? But then what if they, <laughs> what if they, stage, and uh, like a, a car accident. So oh you my exit, God. and then and then you think there's a real car accident that just happened, right? It's not just a haunted house. It's fucking haunted reality. Sounds like a yeah. And so, people are like, people are like, come, come help, come help. Like there's people in in pain here. I don't, I don't know how you'd spin it past that, but yeah. That's a way you could fake. I feel out. like there'd be a way. And that's a demon baby. The surreal. It's, it's a. It's someone that's pregnant and they're like, giving birth. Do you know to what a that reminds baby. me of? Do you remember uh, at the high school where you're all supposed to watch that drunk driving thing? We all were brought out to the track with the foot where the at the football field. Were and, we? Yeah. Yeah. Do you not remember this? No. Did you not go? Maybe I did. I thought everyone had to go. Wait, Am I crazy? They okay. They I don't remember them bringing high school. Anywhere. They've done this every year, it. where it's a drunk driving awareness thing. And the first part of it is they they select a bunch of students. They basically just pick the most you know popular people at the school at the time, or the people who've just been the most exposed, I guess. You know, like they've done a lot of like club stuff and student council stuff, whatever. Mm -hmm. And uh, they simulated a car crash in there. They actually had like a wrecked car or something. Oh and, yeah, like, they, all the they people filmed acting it. and something like that. Yeah, they filmed oh, it. Okay. But yeah, I, remember I remember when that. they when they filmed it, they had, I think. Most, I don't know if it was everybody in the school, or I think it might have been just the upperclassmen. And it was like all of them watching this, and it was like trying to, you know, bring you into it, even though it just felt so bizarre because it's like obviously this isn't real and we're all sitting uh -huh. here. And a lot of it was, and a lot of people were just talking to each other, like on their phones during it, which is really kind of <laughs> shitty. <laughs> no, I just remember that uh, one of the paramedics in there was like running with one of those, like, what you I guess like a stretcher, like something you you hoist someone up on. And they're running with it, and they fucking face planted. hilarious. And it totally took everybody out of it. It was so good. And, you know, and remember they had the they, they the people weren't in school for mm. that time, and or something like that. And then they had them like sit out uh, between the buildings. And they would have like weird white makeup on. They were holding like oh, portraits yeah. of themselves and all this shit. Remember when they gathered the whole school together to watch a presentation on why you shouldn't sack tap people? <laughs> yeah, sack, on tap. sack tapping. Yeah, they show like so those clips of a guy school. who like had to lose his testicle or something yeah. because he got sack tapped so hard. So, <laughs> sack tapping is when you basically just punch somebody in the balls. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's all it is. You did, you did come up to your friend when they're not expecting it and you hit him in the nuts. Yeah, it's just. <laughs> And Pulling people thought it was funny for some reason because they're teenagers and middle schoolers. So they, they gathered the whole school, diverted class time, yeah. to show this huge presentation on why you shouldn't hit people in the nuts. <laughs> and they were dramatizing it, was, it so much. It was pretty surreal, yeah. They were, they were so like, nobody laugh. This is not funny. And everybody was just like, 
Like, like, yeah, sure, like you can understand the you can understand the drunk balls. driving stuff. You can understand when they bring in speakers who yeah. the drunk driving stuff. This was so fucking dumb. So Especially bizarre. I couldn't even think of the last time I heard of someone getting punched in the nuts. It seemed like yeah. someone just no one did anymore. No, there was a. I think in, in a part of the presentation that it had like an interview with a kid who was sat tap. He was like, Yeah, yeah, yeah he touched me. He, he hit me in the testicles and it really hurt. <laughs> <laughs> It's oh like, my god. Yeah, yeah, I don't agree that kids should be assaulting each other, but it's just so ridiculous. That would be a good because you know like they have the, we've had the senior pranks and most of the, and at least at our school the senior pranks were all really stupid. Like they would like throw glitter all over everything or they would like paint a fucking rock. I think that was our years. <laughs> what a they, prank. There was there was a <laughs> they rock. Paint a rock. They were in there and they painted it and they wrote all their names on it or something. And I thought we took year, down that one tree almost and then like people oh, yeah. got cut. Something, something, but it's always something really fucking lame, you know? It would be hilarious if it was, like, a more, like, viral internet thing. Like, what they did is, like, they, they try and, like, convince the administrators there's, like, this really horrible trend going on. Oh, yeah. Like, cheesing or something, and then, yeah, and then you spread it. <laughs> like, no, like, try and take the cheesing thing from South Park, you know, where they yeah. inhale the cat piss, and try and convince them that it's real. Yeah, we found out about it through South Park. Like, South Park said it was a joke, but we tried it for real and it actually worked. <laughs> you can see all this heavy metal shit after watching it. <laughs> oh my god. No, that'd be so- that would be a really good- that would be really fucking hilarious. Yeah. Or like, or um, have you guys watched American Vandal yet? No. No. Because American Man Vandal, for those who aren't in the know, is a, is a Netflix series that's styled as like a true crime sort of show, a la Making a Murderer, where it's about this act of vandalism at a school where this person sprays dicks over all these staff, like, these staff cars, and then they all think it's this one student, and it's about, like, clearing, and he gets, uh, expelled from the school, it's about clearing his name. I want to see people do that, like, at our high school, like, film, like, a documentary, and, like, like, hype up some, I, maybe not, like, a true crime style thing, but, like, make a documentary about the school, but make it some weird, surreal thing that's not actually going on. I don't know. That'd be better than throwing glitter everywhere and painting think, a fucking rock. I think the best high school pranks are the ones that... You, you know, should have done a cool high school prank, but we were too lazy. Yeah. <laughs> like, I heard about this one prank where somehow a student got uh, their car on top of the roof. Oh, like they disassembled it or yeah, something? Yeah, they disassembled it or something. I mean, I've heard of the thing about you bringing cows upstairs. Yeah. and, the, and cows the thing, can't walk downstairs, yeah, apparently. That, that's a good example, because... Well, with the car, they needed to actually rent a crane or hire somebody with a crane to yeah. pick up that car and get it off the roof. <laughs> so that's a huge inconvenience to the uh, administration, right? Yeah, you're I think those are the best kind of pranks. I don't know, though, because those pranks are just money. That's they just should throwing have done... money at something. It's, you want to be clever. You like, do something fucked up on the roof. Like, make it look like there's a satanic ritual going up on there. <laughs> like... Start a cult. That's yeah. why you've seen your prank. Is Start a cult. And see how make, serious you can make it. Make, like, a fake cult and Convince all the teachers that it's a real cult. But this has to be like a year-round thing. You have to start this very like, and like you, you throw like a, you, you market it as like a school club, like a like a wellness club or something like that. It's actually a fucking cult. Mm -hmm. Where are we gonna like? And then, you, and then you pay other students, or you get people that you know to like just hype it up and stuff like that. And then you get a bunch of you try and attract a big audience to your uh, to your club, and it's just you go full cult. Like robes and everything. It's like, okay, here's our uniforms, and it's just fucking <laughs> black robes. That'd be great. That'd be really good. Why didn't we do this? 
Why were we lazy fucks in high school? We could have got, been doing crazy shit. I would have shit. loved doing something like that. Okay, there's this one memory I can remember of us talking before uh, 916, and I remember we had the idea of, like, putting, uh, like... And I thought we were gonna, like, put, like post anime, like, all around the school, too. Oh, yeah, mm -hmm. that was something we were gonna do. We were just gonna... Well, I don't know what the idea Yahweh was. art or something, or is that what it's called? <laughs> Yahweh? Yeah, I don't know. You post that all of the school. Dude, that'd be a great idea. What if... That's what it was. We were gonna make fake posters for the anime club. Yeah, that's with, right. With hentai or something. Yeah. Like, just like, yeah. <laughs> See, that's the thing, except there are cameras in the school, and that kind of... The well, there's blind spots. What I was gonna... I forgot I was gonna do this. I was gonna make a map of all the security cameras in the school, and then figure out where, where the most likely blind spots were. And then we could make a plan from there. Yeah. Because what would have really been cool was that... Just start making normal fake anime club posters, right? Just normal shit. And then slowly get more racy with it. Yeah. <laughs> like maybe... Like a, a normal anime girl for the first, you know, round of them. And then the second one, maybe she's in a swimsuit. Yeah. Or it's like they're at the beach or something. And then another one, it's... Well, you need to make it a collage of image. And you slow... And you, you have, like, Naruto and, like, bigger... Like, yeah. bigger, more popular anime like, in the foreground. Like, but then, like, smaller pictures in the background, if you really look at it, are, like... Straight up hentai, like yeah. it's not a, and no then, shame. And then eventually, that's that's the collages are a good idea. So eventually, you start using less normal anime and more hentai pictures in the collages, and see how long it takes for someone to notice. And the whole the whole and thing. Act, and I'm totally like ignorant about it. I was like, what are you talking about? That's anime. Yeah. <laughs> Do you not appreciate art? They start <laughs> they start harassing the anime club for posting porn all over the school. Just like try to get the school wrapped up in a massive like First Amendment like legal battle or something like that. Yeah, what if that happened and you know you just imagine it like oh they'll find out take them down and then it'll be yeah. the end of it right? But what if the anime club started defending it like no this is our t our right our right to express artistically we sh we should not be you know and it starts this whole like like in your school. Mm -hmm. They do this whole battle of it, right? And eventually the anime club wins, and they're allowed yeah. to just post hentai everywhere they want. <laughs> we should have joined the anime club and set up robots. And then, and then you tell the news, <laughs> you tell the news about it, and the news makes a story about it, and then other news organizations pick up that story, and then schools all across the country, anime clubs are posting hentai. And then eventually you just come out and say, yeah, it was just a prank. Like, we don't know what, what hat God no, brought. No, what you, is this? You come out and say that, like, it was just a prank, we wanted to make fun of the anime club, right? And, and then, then they get mad at you, yeah, the thinking it was their idea like, the whole time. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? You're trying to take credit for this big movement that we started. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, I don't know, we... I was fine dicking around in robotics. That was all good yeah, fun. Yeah, that was fun. Cause we, I mean, we did, we had dumb trespassing stuff that we did, like going into the fucking auditorium when it was pitch black and that, that robotics, cool. that robotics class was just it was a fucking joke. It was a joke. Yeah, yeah it was. <laughs> Nobody. It wasn't a class. I mean, it was a club. But like, well, we everyone was so antisocial. Like no one would actually talk yeah. to each other. So this is this <laughs> possible to get anything done. This is robotics club. So this isn't a, a class. This is after school. People. I just take a robotics class. It was equally done. That's okay. Well, there is a robotics class too. But this is we were in the robotics club. So this is after school. People decide to dedicate their time to building robots. Yep. Right. It so cool. obviously it's just going to be filled with nerds, and nerds are going to be antisocial. Yeah. And it's going to be run by you know. The nerd antisocial teachers. Yeah. <laughs> but the nerd antisocial teachers don't know how to be the boss. Yeah. So there was no discipline. <laughs> I mean, they'd say, you know, we'll kick you out, we'll kick you out. I think I got told I, I could be kicked out like Go seven on. times. <laughs> 
I think I got. We told didn't to get go explicitly told to just go home one day. We yeah. were reading all this bullshit. <laughs> yeah, we we time cube. Self masturbation <laughs> of the mind. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> Google time cube right now and look at that website. Yeah. It's time just this. Paragraphs and paragraphs and paragraphs. That page goes on forever. <laughs> it's like it's like a blog, but he never. It's just the ramblings of a paranoid schizophrenic. Yeah, it was the ramblings it of a man who didn't understand time zones. He, he, did, he <laughs> yeah. didn't understand time zones, but he knew he did. Is the thing. <laughs> to yeah. him, he knew he did, but he, he didn't. He he figured that the Earth was was the Earth was divided into quadrants or something, and. <laughs> I have no idea how to explain it, but yeah, anyway, no explanation. it's a fucking, it's rambling. Anyway, uh, so the robotics club was split into different, you know, areas of of creating. So robot the people involved, and actually, there was like, uh, there's a mechanical team which built the body. There was an electrical team that hooked up. You know, the, mm -hmm. There was the a software systems. team which programmed yeah. everything. There was a CAD was, team that that made the designs for all the, you know, 3D printed stuff so that they could see the hardware they were going to build. Mm -hmm. And then there was the media. <laughs> section, which is filled with the people that really didn't want to do anything. But the idea of the media section is to promote the club and promote the robot and, you know, get people interested in it. Which I, uh... they, we, so most of us were in the media, media sector of the robotics club. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because I, I wanted to be in that because I didn't want to do any work. <laughs> I just wanted to fuck around. I remember writing an article and uh, people, people liked it. Yeah, no, I, at times we actually did work. Like, I, I made the logo marginally better. I, just, I designed the t-shirt and I made a spelling mistake and it stuck because people didn't think oh, yeah. that. I think the shitty part of that club is that, uh, we had, didn't we meet on Saturdays too? Yeah. And like, it kind met of... on weekends sometimes. Oh, that really sucked. Uh, so we were in the media group, so we had nothing to do. <laughs> so I we, was in mechanical, but I think I spent most time with you guys dicking around and me. Yeah, so we care. were just dicking around on the internet the whole time. Yeah. And we found this website called TimeCube and I'm like, you know what, I'm bored. I'm just gonna start reading this out loud because it's hilarious. And so, and just a monotone voice, no matter what anybody said behind me, I, I, I just I, keep I, no, reading. Did I give you? Did I say I, I'll give you five bucks if you read this whole thing? Oh yeah. And so I, I, I started reading it. But you kept, you did not stop. You were pretty. You were going ham. I was doing what I was told, and <laughs> I kept going. And people started getting pissed at me. Like people kept coming up to me and like, stop, stop, stop reading that. Stop reading that. And we got threatened to be kicked out, <laughs> yeah. and that's when I, I think No, but I, I remember you also getting threatened and kicked out because you tried Photoshop a picture of Obama oh, shooting yeah. a shotgun like at a trap. <laughs> that was the most bullshit it. reason. <laughs> that was because all I was doing, I was photoshopping a picture of Obama, of, of Obama trap shooting. So he he had a shotgun in his hands, right? And I can't remember what I was trying to photoshop him into. It was into a picture of these SWAT people breaking into a oh, house yeah, and pointing their guns at a wife and child, and the child like screaming. So it's pretty bad. I was, I, I mean, I don't see how it's that bad. It's pretty innocuous. It's but, Obama pointing gun at a family, dude. Okay. Oh, well, but anyway, the 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 big boss of the whole club uh, saw what I was doing and threatened to kick me out if I didn't stop. Remember Holy Ben? Shit. Holy shit. Ben? Ben. The Bitcoin guy? The, the Duke Nukem song or whatever? Wait, was no. he the Bitcoin guy? Yeah, he was, no. the, bit, he was the guy no. that like said he had all the Bitcoin. No, no you're talking about the guy who, who made the... Guy. No, it's not. The guy who gave that script to, for John St. John yeah. to read and then you oh. made it into a song. Oh, dude, I totally forgot about that. I really need to find that. Somewhere I have an MP3 file of... Well, I I can't confirm that it's John St. John, mm -hmm. but it sounds exactly he like, like him. I forget what he made. Somebody made a, a 4chan post saying like, type something and I'll read it for you, right? Yeah. So there was this kid in robotics that was 
a really weird kid, <laughs> and he wrote some short story about everybody in the robotics club having superpowers. I had cryokinesis. That's what I remember. Cryokinesis. Sorry, pronounced Cryokinesis. I need to find that MP3 file because that that needs to come back into existence. So there's an MP3 file of John St. John reading this crazy, fucking stupid, <laughs> nonsensical short story about us having superpowers. Potato babies. Yeah. What were your guys' superpowers? That was I mine. Mine. We were... mine was potato babies. I can't remember potato what mine was. Potato babies. <laughs> I forgot yours, my was, yours was cryos. Cryokinesis, yeah. Cryokinesis. Yeah, he, he pronounced it wrong. Yeah, he, he well, like, it was cryokinesis. Yeah. Like, he tried to pronounce it right, and then he just settled on what he did. Cryokinesis. I don't know why I picked that. What a weird power. I think he just made it up. I think it was from uh, Street Fighter or something. Oh, because of Gil. Because Gil, yeah. uh, Gil is in Third Strike. And he has projectiles. He has two projectiles. One is, he goes, pyrokinesis! And he says it every time he uses it. And another one is cryokinesis, and that's just any here. Yeah, so we were in that ro we were in that robotics club for like three years. And I think after the first year, we got fed up with trying to find something to do online that wasn't blocked. Yeah. So we just ended up, we just ended up wa wandering the hallways of the school. And our school, our school, our high school had has two buildings. Mm. And in one of the buildings is actually connected to another building called the PAC. It's an auditorium, yeah. It's a big auditorium with a big stage and it's all that. It's pretty decent. Like, it's a pretty decent auditorium, yeah. And uh, after after hours in the school, they'd lock the doors yep. to the auditorium. But the thing is, the doors had a, a, like a little gap between them. So you could literally just rip the door open yeah, by no, pulling it really All hard. they had was like shitty spring floor locks. That yeah. Normally you'd just be like, oh, door's locked. And we had nothing to do with it. But I remember the day we first went there, and we went, and we were just wandering around, and we got to the doors, and we just, like, kind of, we were like, ah, fuck it, they weren't opening. And we walked away, and John ran back, ripped the fuck, like, pulled the door <laughs> as hard as he could, <laughs> yeah. and it broke the lock, I'm pretty sure, and it made this really loud, like, thudding, clanging noise. Yeah. And then we just, and then I was kind of, like, sitting there dumbfounded at what he had just done. And then we all just ran in and hid in the bathroom that was yeah. in there for a while, waiting to and see. Nobody even, yeah, no one cares. Probably nobody even heard it. And so we're like, well, now we have access to the auditorium when nobody's here. And so we, it's, so all the lights are off and it's pitch black in there. It was really surreal. You could barely, you couldn't see that far in front of no, you. No, it was yeah, crazy. With all, yeah. with all the lights off. And yeah. we'd just dig around, climb up on the stage, to just do random shit in there. And then we then we climbed in, into the room, didn't we? Yeah, like, yeah. so we did, like a, we did that a few times. An AV room, yeah. Mm -hmm. We did that a few times, and I think the second or third time, uh, we got into the actual control room yeah. where all the lights are controlled and yeah. stuff. There was a weird USB with like... With skate videos on it? Yeah, and, yeah. and on the desk with the control panel for all the lights, there was um, a USB disc and like SD cards, mm -hmm. which was probably from uh, film class. Yeah. Like people's film, amateur film stuff for yeah. film class, right? And so we're like, well, let's take these and see what's on them. <laughs> so we just grabbed them and brought them back to, the, uh, to a computer and looked at them. And uh, one of our friends, Robbie, it's it was like one of his one of his friends yeah. on this random SD card we found. It was all skate videos. Yeah, 
And it was just weird. Yeah, it was very bizarre. Well, I wasn't there for the second time you went in, but wasn't that time you guys, like, turned on the strobe lights and yeah. stuff? Yeah, we turned, we turned, on, turned strobe on strobe lights. lights. And there was actually a lot of different lights. Like, I remember climbing on the catwalk. That was so much fun. And you had to step on a railing and then go on the, this other little ledge, and then you oh, yeah. get on the catwalk. Yeah, the, that was awesome. Those guys could basically parkour right up onto the catwalk, which is, like, oh, 20 feet yeah. above the seats. And I could never get up there because I was... A little weak pudgy, <laughs> little bleak, weak pudgy boy. Oh, that was fun. It couldn't climb anything. Robbie was with us too, wasn't he? A couple times. Yeah, Robbie was in robotics. I do remember too. though there was a hallway behind the theater that really creeped me, or the the stage that really creeped me out because there was an exit sign, like one of those standard exit sign that was lit. Oh yeah. And the whole hallway was pitch black because I was the yeah. and I was the only light source, and it was insanely creepy looking. That that was a really weird hallway. Yeah, the that robotics club was pretty fun in spite of. The robotics club. Yeah, I guess so. It, it wasn't really going to do the robotics club. It was just kind of going there and hanging out and not doing much. Like we would just like leave and go to the nearby gas station and get snacks half the time and then just yeah. go back and, and chill. Steal <laughs> shit from the teachers' lounge. Yeah. Okay, we didn't steal anything from the teachers' lounge. It was outside, it was outside of the teachers' it. lounge. But so we were it was right for the picking. We were dicking around, walk, wandering the hallways, and somebody. There I was guess, a, I okay, guess they I were preparing. It was, it was a wrestling like thing. It was for the wrestling team, okay. and it was like a big, I don't want to call it a gala, just like a get together for them. And outside, a door that was leading outside of one of the teachers' lounges to outside the building, they had piled up a bunch of twelve packs of stuff, and twelve packs of coke yeah. and, and all that, and cocaine. Uh, and I just decided, you know what? I'm gonna take one of these. There's nobody around. I'm just gonna grab one and run. Yeah. So I picked up a twelve pack and bolted out the door <laughs> like a maniac. These guys were like, didn't know what to do, so they just followed me out the door and, yeah. and ran with me. I was, and I was like, yeah, I just got away with murder, man. I just got away <laughs> with the twelve, a free twelve pack of coke, right? Because when you're in like a junior or like a freshman, sophomore in high school, and you get twelve pack coke. Yeah. yeah, it's not like now where you know you have a you have a job and you can just go buy yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. uh, which like, actually we could probably we could have probably done that. Yeah, we could have just done that. And we're like, ah, fuck it. It's the thrill. You need to do it for the thrill. And so, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, we just got away with this. And then uh, we end up uh, just crossing paths with the leader of the robotics club. Yeah. Carrying the stolen twelve pack, and we're like, oh my god, I hope he didn't see us. Let's get back to the room. We get back to the room, and he brings us aside. And it's like, you know, there's a 12-pack of Coke missing from, uh, whatever, and, uh... Or, I don't know if he said it was missing, he just he just noticed there were 12-packs there and assumed we had taken it. Yeah. Yeah. Which was Which the was right assumption. Which was a correct yeah. assumption, yes. in fairness. <laughs> he, he was, Good he was right about Good deduction skills, that. We, can't, we can't fault him for that. But, uh, Jake lived right next to the high school. He lived a block away from the high school. So, the lie I came up with was that we went over to Jake's house... And grabbed that 12-pack from his house. Yeah. And uh, we didn't want to say anything about it because we didn't know if his mom would be mad about it. Yeah, we didn't want to make a big deal out of it or something to that effect. But the thing is, I, I apparently sold it really well because he bought it immediately. Yeah. <laughs> There's like, no hesitation. Yeah. <laughs> he, he went from, you guys stole that, to, oh my god, I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> just, just like that. And I was like, all right, okay. <laughs> god, we were, we were pretty stupid, but that was fun. Pretty harmless. Yeah, no, it yeah. was harmless. Who cares? Just a couple books. Yeah, yeah really. I'm like three bucks for a 12 pack of coke. Like, in, I've in seen reality. a 12 pack for a dollar. Yeah. Like, 
What if, what if in reality there was one kid who really wanted that 12 pack of cherry coke <laughs> we, and we ruined his fucking day? <laughs> oh. Cherry coke was the best thing that they had there, too, though. So. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a vanilla coke guy myself. No, what if they we, didn't have But what if coke, we, we went to the teacher's lounge and instead of seeing 12 packs of cokes, we were like witnessing a cocaine smuggling operation? <laughs> what do we do then? We just leave and grab, s- grab some cocaine and run. Grab a kilo <laughs> and then just. <laughs> grab a 12 pack of cocaine. Right out of there. It's in like individually segmented bags in like what if in an alternate reality where all drugs are legal you know, and all soft drinks are not legal or yeah sure but all drugs are legal and you can just walk into a gas station and just buy like cocaine or meth or whatever you want I mean dude they used to sell fucking yaba in I want to say it was like Thai gas stations and Chinese gas stations you know what yaba is yaba is a pill that's a mixture of caffeine and meth Oh, shit. Like actual methamphetamine? Oh, wow. Yeah. And there was a company that made this? Well, I don't... I, I can't think of well, a company must that have made been. it. But they, they would, like, have it at gas stations. Oh, it wasn't an actual and it was product. <laughs> was it an under-the-table thing? No, it was a product. Yeah. Oh, it was okay. like, you buy, like, a bottle of it. It was a bunch of, like, shady third-party companies that dealt with it, obviously. But it was, still, it was legal at the time. We're talking decades ago. And truckers would take it so that they could, you know, survive uh, long periods. But then it became a, a, like a club drug, a party drug, and then it became illegal. That's so fucking creepy, though. Caffeine and meth in a pill. And now the government's... Danger zone. Now they're really trying to outlaw Kratom. Really? Yeah. Because yeah. Kratom is... It, it's an opiate, yeah. but it's very, very light. Incredibly and, mild, yeah. It's incredibly hard to OD on it, incredibly hard to get addicted to it, really. Don't you need to take, like, six of them? I think it like... has a, psycho- a psychological dependence, but it does not have a physical dependence. Yeah, there's no, no physical like dependence to it, but they're trying to outlaw it anyway. I mean, I've had it before, but I was, like, really baked when I had it, so I don't remember, like, any effects from it beyond don't... making me, like, a little bit more tired. The only time I had it, I got really sick from it, because I think I, I took too much, I guess. I always got Even pissed, because you have to... Because you have... There's well, like a normal a, amount is whoever kind of whoever had it had like a bag full of it, and it was just this green powder, and it was trying to stuff it into pills was like yeah. the most fucking annoying mm-hmm. thing in the world. Mm-hmm. It's very very difficult. You get your hands like completely stained, and it makes oh my god, it makes your burps taste so bad. <laughs> it, it tastes like you're burping straight leaves, but uh-huh. not in a good way. Really I like way. leaves. No, you wouldn't like crowd burps. Do you? Um, I eat. That's what all the kids leaves are doing. They're going trees, up to maple trees and they're, they're picking nice. the leaves off and eating them. Yeah, that's high. what I do. Mm-hmm. Kids getting high off maple syrup. <laughs> we need to ferment maple. We need to make a. I mean, what if kids are just like taking syrup? straight high fructose corn syrup, like shots or something like that? Like, let's make maple beer. Maple It'd be beer. like mead, but with maple. Like maple syrup. Maple syrup mead. What if you want to make? If you just take regular beer and just mix maple syrup. You, you guys want to see if we can develop the world's thickest beer? <laughs> So it, it's just like a sludge, uh, and you gotta kind of chew it. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's like, like Jello or some mm. shit. It's like a milkshake. Uh, <laughs> no, I had I had a beer. Isn't that what Bailey's is? is that just, what what, what did we have, yeah. Brad? I had a Bailey's today, and it was it was like that. Wait, Brad, at the state fair, what did we have? That was it was like a beer, uh, like frosty. Or it was some beer shit. malt. It was like a beer malt. malt. Yeah, it was yeah. A malt. That was actually really good. It was yeah. really good. I enjoyed that. They also had a chocolate chip one that I drank. That was really good. That was great. I think when we went to the State Fair this year, that's probably some of the most fun I've had at the State Fair, just because we could drink, because we had 21 plus people. (laughs) 
Dude, drinking at the state fair makes it's it so, so much, much fun. Yeah. So much more fun. Yeah. yeah. No, totally. We got to do it next year. Yeah. I turn. I'll dude, actually be so 21, 21 next yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Fair. I turned 21 in a couple weeks, man. Or no, in a week. I'm not even gonna buy a lot of alcohol. I've been 21 yeah, for I don't two think, months. I don't think much is gonna happen in my end. I'm just. But, uh, it'll but be exciting. at the state fair. Oh yeah. The, I'm going to. I'm gonna get. Cause so much shit has alcohol in it. So many things. It's like the gimmick is there's beer in it. Yeah, I think I think yeah, state I'll fairs see. state fairs are really best for little kids, not not teenagers or like adolescent kids. For little kids, little kids, adults who. Well, I drink. wish there were never little kids in the state fair. Yeah. A thousand yeah. times better. So. They should just well throw those in a ball pit somewhere. <laughs> state state fairs are supposed to be kind of like family yeah. stuff, but adults and then old people. Yep, and really fat people too because the food there is. Terrible. Yeah. I mean, Our, well, it's not terrible. It's okay, great. it's not terrible, but terrible for you. Yeah, yeah it's it these fried candy bars. I will never defend. I can eat a lot of stuff. Take to the stars to eat deep fried candy bars. <laughs> what is as a what kid with guy? a knack for the state fair? Stop. <laughs> this no. is the theme song. Fuck off, John. State Fair Neutron. <laughs> his name? State, State Fair. Fair Neutron. Like his mom is like mad, eat. mad. His mom is like mad from his experience. He's like, State Fair Neutron, what are you doing? It's a bunch of cheese curds and corn dogs. I mean, the Minnesota State Fair is the best. It is, there's nothing. <laughs> the dog so would good. be a bucket of... Like State Fair, yeah, yeah. State Fair Neutron, his, his brain blasts or butt blasts, because it's just it, it starts out with him go, like 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 uh, trying to think really hard. And, no, like, their heart clenching. blasts. No, with their heart blasts. You zoom in on his heart, and you see all his cholesterol clogged <laughs> arteries. No, no, no. So so it's his face. It builds up, then it just bursts. Yeah. <laughs> it's his face. It looks blood. like it looks like he's thinking really hard, right? But then it, it zooms out, and he's just on the toilet. Trying to shit because of all the crap he's been eating. <laughs> you you can't because it's all fair food. Yeah. yeah. You can't shit out straight fair food. You would probably dissolve your colon or something at that point. I think the only way to do it is you you need to vomit it. So if, if you if you need if you need to have space to try you know this this type of cheese curd or this type of deep fried Twinkie. Then you just need to eat more until you throw up, and then you'll have space. Or we get like like a um, like a drunk Jimmy Neutron, like <laughs> a drunk Jimmy Neutron <laughs> that vomits. So we just brain blast. Jimmy. Like in order to think about how he's gonna solve a problem, he just goes in a binger for a while. And then, Dude, isn't Rick, that just basically Rick and Morty? Just gonna say Rick and Morty. <laughs> Dude, here, here's a game theory for you, right? Yeah. Rick Rick Sanchez from Rick and Morty is actually. Jimmy Neutron's grandfather. Whoa! What? I was going to say Jimmy Neutron in the future. No, no, no. Jimmy Neutron. You know, you know how Rick and Morty is alternate dimensions yeah. and shit? Yeah. Jimmy Neutron is actually Morty from an alternate yeah. dimension. Where, oh, where Rick had yeah. more influence on Morty and made him smart. And then Rick left to go wow. to his Crazy. reality and left Morty slash Jimmy behind. And he turned his sister into a robot dog. And it's not just a theory, that's a game theory. <gasps> yeah, but, for watching. but think about it, what network is Jimmy Neutron on? It's on Nick, Nickelodeon. You shorten Nickelodeon to Nick, Nick rhymes with Rick. <gasps> oh, dude! Dude, that's confirmed. That Pizzagate confirmed, dude. That's confirmed. Oh, Do you guys know what Pizzagate is? No, I don't even know what that is. People talk about it, I and I don't know what, what you're talking about. So Pizzagate is a conspiracy theory regarding a pizza place in DC called Comet Ping Pong. I have read way too much into this and I care to admit. 
But um, it involved a campaign manager for Hillary Clinton during the 2016 campaign, John Podesta, and his emails got hacked and then uh, was released on WikiLeaks. And people were reading some of the language on there, and they, and I think in one email it says cheese pizza, though I don't think that's uh, the case. And people immediately thought this meant child porn, and then this immediately well, evolved context, to context, the point where that. there are satanic gatherings underneath in the basement of this pizza place where they are raping and eating children. I shit you not, that was what people believe. To give context, why people would think cheese pizza means child porn. It's a 4chan meme. Yes. Yeah. Because, because they'd just be, if, if somebody wanted to find CP and 4chan, yeah. I don't recommend or condone any yes, of that ever. Obviously. Um, but if you wanted to do it back in the old, good old days, good old days of the Haba Hotel raids, <laughs> yeah. uh, you'd be like, you'd say CP, because you don't want to type child porn, because yeah. they think the FBI is going to track you. <laughs> and people be CP, 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 and then, and then people are like, what does that mean? What does CP mean? And then the meme was that, oh, it just means cheese pizza, dude. <laughs> That's the context. For yeah, that. so people blow it, and, okay, not to be attacked by conspiracy theorists, but P Pizzagate is not a real thing. It is... It was essentially a smear campaign against the Hil against Democrats and specifically this Hillary campaign chairman John Podesta. It was definitely a point of contention among like fringe right wingers and conservative talk show hosts where they were talking about all these fucking Democrats or are pedophiles and this. I mean, there was a guy who 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 like did a drive by on the pizza place. Like, he drove his car by and shot at the place. What? And there the were protests fuck? outside and stuff. It's pretty crazy. Oh, oh not there. Okay. Protests at a different time, but there have been protests outside the place. Like, it's a whole thing. Whole Pizzagate. And then what they did when they realized it was getting debunked, they decided to move the goalposts, so to speak, and then it became Pedogate. And that basically, you may think, okay, that just relates to pedophiles in Washington or something to that effect, which there have been. Dennis Hastert is probably the most famous example. He was a former Speaker of the House who was convicted for child abuse. And um, Pedogate basically, you think it was that. You think it was just investigating pedophilia and elite circles and the deep state and whatnot. It basically just became every act of pedophilia in history ever was part of this massive child... Like massive child, child. one massive child. <laughs> this massive child abuse ring, and we're we're talking about people who would cite things back from like the early 1900s, all right, and thinking it's relevant to today. But it was basically again just goalpost shifting to so like nowadays if you go on conspiracy theory forums, some people might talk about Pizzagate, but more people will talk about Pedogate because that's easier to pass it off. And then if anyone says, okay, you're being ridiculous, they'll be like, what are you doing? You're condoning pedophiles. Yeah. That's the logic behind it, yeah. So the people that come up with these crazy conspiracy theories, right? Do you think do you think any crazy conspiracy theory out there is actually true? Because mm. let's be real here, it's technically possible. Well, it's possible. I, I think there's a what little bit too much shady... I think there's a way like, too much shady shit going around JFK for me to think it's there's not something more involved. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily that someone else shot him, but I think there was... There was... There's just... People walk on eggshells so much around that because there's the whole JFK file leak, but they've always been redacting stuff and doing all these things involving it like they're trying to cover something up. You know, you know what I mean? So that I feel like has more credence than other things. Like we faked the moon landings, which I can't understand how you would possibly believe that. Yeah, no one. Mm -hmm. Have you ever seen the video of the guy 
uh, the moon landing hoax conspiracy theorist confronting Busters. Buzz. He, no, he's confront. He confronts Buzz Aldrin and calls him a fucking coward and a traitor. And well, Buzz Aldrin fucking that. punches him. Yep. And Buzz Aldrin was like in his seventies at the time, and he fucking hooks him. It's awesome, dude. Isn't it so fucking crazy that we got people to the moon in the sixties? Yeah. Well, sixty-nine, which is basically seventies, but yeah. That's crazy. Because yeah, okay. back then, you need. Moon is really far away, man. But that was even before floppy disks, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Like five thousand dollars people to uh, in, in, for the first Mercury program, just getting people into space. They had like human computers. That was their job. They were computers, and people just did these insane math problems because they didn't have anything like that. But I think by the time that we had this, like the Apollo program, and kind of get on the moon, then we had like really early, like really early IBM cassette things that were programmed in Fortran or whatever it was. Fortran. A Fortran. It's like one of the earliest programming languages ever. And you'd um, you have punch cards. Oh, okay. Yeah, but yeah, what, what would you consider a crazy conspiracy theory, really? Uh, 9-11 or something? Yeah, 9-11 probably. Or, or you know, the, the craziest conspiracy theory is probably people who believe the Holocaust didn't happen. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. That's a, that's a <laughs> what, what I was going to say is, like, technically, like, Russia's involvement in Trump's, like, election, uh would be a conspiracy theory, but that's really plausible given that yeah. I mean, they want him whole... to win because that'll make the country weak. Yeah, there's a massive investigation. I, I think anyone who denied, like, you can't really deny that Russia interfered, but yeah. the, the, that's not so much the question anymore. The question is whether or not the Trump campaign had anything to do with it, whether people in the campaign coordinated with this, and whether or yeah. not Donald Trump himself coordinated with this. So we're in... The information age now, right? Mm -hmm. And information is getting more and more easily accessed. What if at a point it was revealed, like people congealed all this information and data and proved that there was there was actually this huge conspiracy, like there's like the Illuminati or something, the right? Powers that be, yeah. It's actually has actually just been forming modern society from the very beginning. That's the thing. I, I mean, it's one thing to imagine that there's a, a secret society out there of like really rich asshole banking families, like the Rothschilds and whatnot, rich. that are just wanting to become rich and powerful and control everything. And then part of me thinks, why can't there also be a conspiracy group that's trying to keep themselves in the shadow that is working towards the betterment of mankind? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know on the X-Files how they have the men in black, the people in the suits, and there's the whole syndicate and whatever? Mm -hmm. You know, like the cigarette smoking man? The thing is, is that... Those people, if you don't know anything about X-Files, those people were like, actually, their motives were to, they knew about aliens and stuff, and there are aliens in the X-Files universe, I mean, we're talking like the end of the first season, I think, they'd show an actual alien fetus. Damn it. And, um... I haven't watched X-Files yet. <laughs> ah, whatever, it's not that important, that's not the, those aren't the good episodes. That whole group, um, was basically like, selling humanity as, like, like, basically selling out humanity to these aliens who are going to enslave them, basically. But some people speculated that they're actually trying to destroy the aliens and destroy their... And, like, try and act all buddy-buddy with these aliens to try and destroy them from within and prevent an invasion and occupation of Earth. So I wonder if there's something like that that exists now. A counter-shady, corrupt banking families that is trying to better mankind. But can, can you imagine if it was proved that there were, there is this group that was, they were, they like formed... Like a named, a named significant group. 
Well, it doesn't have to be a significant group. There's just that there is a group of there was a group of people and there is a group of people, or it doesn't necessarily even have to be people, but it's proved that some someone or something was forming society and civilization exactly how they wanted. Oh, like, right. that, like the Illuminati. God, yeah. uh, that's that's God. <laughs> God. What do you think? If God is real, conspiracy. what do you think all these churches are for? Yes. Yeah. Is that air? Tell me that, John. Yeah. If God isn't real, if Allah isn't real, if the Buddha yeah. isn't and real. Yeah, and who is Jesus's dad? I'm, I'm not trying to get too offensive dad. here. No, so, no comment. No comment. That's good. I no, mean, but imagine if people found out that there were this, this was happening. Like, mm -hmm. it's our our society and our civilization didn't just form by chance. It was in, inherently designed on purpose mm -hmm. to believe in the heart of the cards yes do you think the world would go into chaos or do you think people would accept it or people wouldn't give a shit they yeah, really? still live their really sh i think i think people would open their eyes and be like wow but i think other people would be like okay well, but you're not do doing anything it? yeah like okay like they're just gonna be more pissed i mean they'll well, be i guess it's kind of the argument. but they'll still they're still gonna have people are still gonna have their shitty jobs People are going to still have their shitty lives and buy shittily made, over-expensive products and just kind of eke out whatever corner of the world they can to live in and make a mark on. Yeah. It doesn't really matter I guess who's controlling the strings. I guess the People are still going to get fucked. It would just be the Matrix effect where people like it, willfully, it, they're willfully ignorant about it. Or, not necessarily that, but that, okay, Matrix, but without people, you know, bringing people out of the Matrix, just... Humanity's trapped in the matrix, right? Oh, but yeah. it's a virtual world that is a perfect copy of the real world, yeah. right? But if you have no way to escape from that, yeah. and your whole life has been inside that, what's the difference? Yeah, yeah. but what happens? The whole but the question is not that people are control are controlling the strings. It, it's the question of if you kill the puppet master, what happens to the puppet? Mm -hmm. Does it actually like like you know? Well, it, like do are these. Is literal string pulling necessary? In in literal terms, the puppet would just not move. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm talking about. Like, like would society collapse as we know it if we didn't have this big influential group controlling it? Yeah. Or would could we survive? And this actually this big group that's controlling everything is more like a tumor that we need to excise. That that there that's my difficulty. What is knowing we need to know exactly what the benefits are. And I mean, if there is a big powerful group controlling things. Then they would have been responsible for starting wars and committing horrible acts of terrorism that killed a bunch of people. Can, also, we, can, can we really condone that? They'd also be responsible for all the good things, too. Like advancements in modern That's medicine. That's the Richard Feynman Keys problem. You know who Richard Feynman is? No. He's a, he was a really popular uh, physicist at his time. and he, he I forget the name of the book. He wrote a book, and he talks about uh, with every piece of technology, I'm paraphrasing here, but with every piece of technology, we... We have a key. We create a key, and the key unlocks the doors to one. The key both unlocks the doors to heaven and the doors to hell. That the idea that technology is inherently useful, it's inherently neutral. Sorry, and you know it's what we use out of it. Like I mean, if you think about it, we shit. made rockets to nuke other human beings, and yet we use this. We use the same rockets as stepping stones to make the Apollo program to put people on the moon. Mm -hmm. So there's that. And there's also the idea that we created these, like nuclear power was originally created to be used as weapons in war, and we used them, but now no one would even think about committing a nuclear war. Now we just want to make nuclear power and harness that energy. So, I don't know, it's a tough question. 
But also the thing okay, is... Okay, but real real talk. If if you could have one big giant person controlling everything, who would you want it to be? Like, Donald who, Trump. You, you think it would be... Do you want it to be Donald Trump? It is Donald Trump. I'm sorry, but it, it is. Yeah. He's there to drain he, the swamp, dude. He's the president, dude. Yeah. He, he basically... He's an immortal being, and he got bored, and he's like, I want to be the president of the, the United God States. God Emperor. Yeah. People yeah. fucking talk... Calling Donald Trump the God Emperor is the most obnoxious fucking thing in the world. Like, ha- I, I'm not even talking about your political beliefs, okay? It's it's be- it's far beyond that. It's idolizing and worshipping a 70-year-old dude who just happens to be the president of the United States. It's bizarre. And there are people on the internet who... What's that thing on the internet where you... It's like a law where you can't... Like, it's gotten to a point where we can't discern whether someone is being serious or they're being, or they're being satirical. It's being ironic, I guess. Yeah, like we've reached oh, it's, it's peak being irony levels. There's a no, there's an actual name for it, but I don't remember what it is. Wow, I can't, I can't explain it. It's like being, I being satirical or ironic without context. Yeah, because mm-hmm. like without I, the context, you're just being yeah. what you're making. So I don't know if these people are calling Donald Trump a god emperor because they believe it, or because they're just doing it thinking that makes them cool, and then everybody else does it as a, just a cascade sort of effect. I think there's definitely people out there that just believe that the president of the United States, their president of their country, yeah. uh, should just be respected. Yeah. That, like, that that office should be respected, and the person in that office, mm-hmm. if they got to that office, they should be respected. Yeah. And I think that's been proven wrong yeah. <laughs> with Trump. Yeah. oh my God, like, how could you re- respect a person like that? No, you can't. I, I don't, I really... Yeah, yeah. Leaps and fucking bounds of reality. Like, fucking mental gymnastics that we've never seen before. Yeah. Or we are seeing with Donald Trump. Yeah, I mean, have you seen the fucking charts? There was a there was an infographic I think is hilarious that... It, well, it's not hilarious. It's actually kind of... It's really sad, but there was a... <laughs> it's the total opposite. <laughs> so, there was... It was a graph comparing um, approval for bombing Syria in response for using chemical weapons because both Obama did it and Trump has done it. When Obama did it, it was like 30 to like the mid 20s to hot to 30s for Democrats who approved of it and a similar range for Republicans when they did it. Okay, so bombing Syria in response for evidence of them using chemical weapons. Trump does the same thing. Democrats are in that still at 30, you know, 25% range-ish. You know what Republicans were at? 50s. In the 80s. In the 80s and 90s. People fucking idealize this fucking guy. He's not, we're not, we're not in the Republican Party anymore. We're in the Donald Trump Party. This, it is, it fucking pisses me off more than anything else that politics has warped around the ideas of one guy. Who's, who's the head of the EPA? Scott Pruitt. And is he's he's been actively against yeah, the he EPA. He has sued the EPA multiple times before becoming the head of the office, and is slowly dismantling it, becoming become more he, friendly to the energy. The industry. head of the EPA wants How to destroy the, fuck the environment. Can you that? The head of the Environmental Protection Agency wants to fucking use the environment yeah. for. Like, it's like Hitler becoming the president of Israel. It makes yeah. no fucking sense. Do you guys remember... Well, obviously not that extreme, but yes. Do you guys remember... Yeah. This This probably happened a few times, but we were hanging out last year during the election was going on. Yeah, the primary. And it, was, like it seemed totally clear that Trump would not be winning, yeah. right? And so, I mean, I I, I said this... Uh, I'm pretty sure we've, we've all, we all said this at one point during the election. Thought, was yeah, that, wouldn't no it way. be crazy? Wouldn't it be insane if Trump actually was elected? Yeah. 
and it's a reality. And you kind of just brush it off like, ah, that would never Yeah, that would never happen. That would never happen. We let her and it, down. It fucking happened. <laughs> do you... Do you what do we do? Just thinking, thinking about, <laughs> thinking about the reality. What coins crazy? That, yeah. It's it's just fucking insane it's, that it's that the Russians. it's fucking insane that a joke I said is true. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's really fucked weird. up. It's just fucking weird. It's a, yeah, we live in surreal times. It seriously feels like it's by its own. Episode. I mean, I think it's just the consequence of the internet age. I don't think Donald Trump would have gotten where he would have become the president if it wasn't for social media in one way, shape, or like. Way. Can't you like, imagine no a way. conversation like ten years ago where people are like, "Guys, what would be the like the shittiest president?" People would be like, "I think Donald Trump probably would be a really shitty president." Yeah, I think if like, you. Oh, we should do this. We should look back and see if we can find listicles from before Donald Trump even ran for president, yeah. and see how many times he would he was mentioned in those lists as you know a like, horrible yeah. president, a joke president, yeah. like early BuzzFeed articles or something like that. Now it's just trying to like throw our our darts out and roll our cosmic dice and think, okay, who is the next wacko president? Because Kid Rock isn't. Kanye West running isn't Dwayne Johnson running. I yeah. mean, we're talking about well, Donald seen, Trump has irreversibly shifted the acceptable quota for who can be the president of the United States. Have you seen the movie Idiocracy? Dennis Rodman is going to be the next yeah, president. Yeah, oh, with uh, Terry Crews as president. Yeah, in in Idiocracy, Terry Crews is the president, which is he's basically Terry Crews in the movies universe. Yeah. And the idea is that this, this dude goes into a coma or gets frozen and wakes up a, a lot of time later and the U.S. has devolved into complete idiots yeah. because of, I guess, advertising and I don't, the news being corrupt or something like that. And so everybody's, everybody hates water. Nobody drinks water. They drink Gatorade <laughs> or something similar. The equivalent similar to Gatorade. The equivalent to Gatorade. It's got electrolytes. And the president is just some random celebrity. Everybody's an idiot. The, the world's falling apart, but nobody cares because everyone's too stupid to realize. Mm -hmm. They're watering their crops with the Gatorade. It's, it's I'm, surprised, like, I'm surprised. I'm surprised. What plants crave? That's what he says. Mm -hmm. I'm surprised with Donald Trump being president. More people aren't mentioning that movie. I think they have, like I'm, in spades. No, they have. They have. I, I don't think it's in spades because I don't see it a lot. People reference it. I mean, I don't. I don't think that like people who necessarily voted for him are idiots. I just think that they're foolish. Not necessarily they don't have book smarts, but that they don't have the common sense to realize they've almost, in a way, been duped into voting for him. Because he, yeah. he's not going to keep all his campaign promises. You think he's going to build a fucking border wall? He's not. Like, there's no way. And do you think Do you think he's going to, like, completely dismantle all the... No, of course not. There's too much bureaucracy that prevents him from doing anything. Like, what if you told the people that voted for Trump, by voting for him, you're helping out Russia? They wouldn't care. Again, that, that's the thing. People have shrugged that off. There are people who have gotten to the point where they almost, they, they not only, it's, it's not about them believing whether or not Russia has actually interfered. Because I think some people, even some Trump voters do, it's, they, they either don't care or they think it's a good thing for as if Putin's helping us drain the swamp. That was one of the big Trump's messages was draining the swamp. People don't, people like to grab onto something. They like to grab onto their idols, like Donald Trump to them. Donald Trump is this guy that is completely shaking up and outraging people and they love it because it's something they've never seen before he's he's taking this political landscape of these people who have don't have term limits so they've been in office for years and years and years and they've just been fucking with their constituents they're all they're doing is power grabs taking a ton of money from these rich lobbyists and all this stuff and 
they see a guy like Trump and they latch onto it. And we see the same thing with this, with the out, with the backlash to all this, or not backlash, but with all this like sex scandal, like abuse stuff going around. It's the same thing. People's idols are getting, people idealize celebrities and things like that. I, I will, I won't deny that I really, really liked Louis C.K. And yeah, I did too. Now it's like that whole dream is shattered. But when, but Donald Trump has done a bunch of horrible. Remember the fucking Access Hollywood tape. The whole grab yeah. by the pussy thing. Everyone thought he would be destroyed by that. No. He still got a fucking elected. That probably got more people to vote for him. Yeah. Because he's he's the outsider and yeah. he's he's not bound it, by it, he's not bound by having to be politically correct. He makes yeah. misogyny he's, cool. Yeah. He's he's just like me. Like he he can say I I can say disturbing things. He can say disturbing things. Yeah. He's I guess he, to some people he might have felt m like more like a real person. Yeah, these people need like to realize that shit posting is not okay, especially not in real life. Yeah. All right. Don't don't be. I don't know. Don't shit think, post Trump on your ballot. Yeah. I think the I think the future of the world is I think the world's just gonna get crazier from here for a, a little longer. At least like ten more years of craziness. Until they all die, or what? and then once no, until until um yeah, the so. people in the generation that have that had no internet right when they were young they had no internet once those people die off and it's literally just you know basically generations of people who have always had the internet i think we're gonna get more accustomed to you know knowing about everything you know what i mean yeah i because um, back when back when there was no internet you know even when there was just you know mail you could send mail to other countries or something like that everyone lived in their own little it was world. still like today if you want to learn something about like chile the country yeah. chile you just google it and you can see instantly. You if can you, talk to back someone then, from there. Back yeah, like yeah you could talk to somebody from there. Back then, when there was no internet, you had to go to your library and hope they had a book on it. You had to um, maybe know somebody who could get you that kind of information. Uh, you'd have to wait weeks to, to get a letter, send a letter out, and then get a letter back. Yep. It would take so long to get this information. Yeah. So you need to make sure that that's you know the information you want you want to know. But now with the internet, you can you can find any sort of information you want to know, no matter how menial. From any viewpoint. I think it's what like forty-five thousand petabytes of data are transferred in telecoms every every day. Like that's yeah. an insane amount of data. But now I, I think we're gonna see uh, a dissolution in in uh, nationalism. Because people are going to be more connected. People are going to be realizing that all oh, the people. Over I don't know, dude. I mean, nationalism caused Trump, and nationalism caused Brexit, and nationalism is what's kind of the fervor behind this whole. Um, well, because people are holding on to that. I mean, what's Donald Trump's motto? Make America great yeah, again. Yeah, because That's the people very who nationalistic grew up thing. that are holding on to it, like John yeah. said. Well, I, I want to be clear that these are just my personal viewpoints, and they're not facts yeah. in, in any regard. But this is how I, I think about it, and I think about like. I know there's third world country, a lot of third world countries out there, and a lot of people, a lot of people who don't have access to the internet, right? But imagine a world where literally every human being on Earth has access, regular access to the internet. Right? I would, I would hate it. But absolutely, imagine how that would affect the world. People, because I, I assume back when you know you, there was no internet, somebody in the U.S. could imagine people in China. They could almost be racist about it, right? They, yeah. They think Chinese people are are fucking are backwards. They eat weird food. They're totally different. They they maybe they're not even the same species. Like <laughs> maybe they're not the same species. I mean, you can see someone oh, yeah, thinking that, right? That, yeah. But now with the internet, you look like a fucking idiot because everybody knows. <laughs> well, this it, is a very extreme example, but no, I mean it makes sense. You, you know what I'm saying, right? Is that 
people are realizing the people across the earth yeah. are people too. The Mark they Twain they quote. fundamentally they function the same way, right? Like there's kind of less to stand there's less to stand on for a bias in a way. Well, that, that I mean, I just that what well, that reminds me of is what Mark Twain said. He said I had to look it up because I'm not I'm not going to memorize Mark Twain quotes. But he said travel is travel is fatal to prejudice, bigotry, and narrow-mindedness. And that's mm-hmm. It's totally true. And the next yeah. best thing to travel is the internet. With the Being internet, able to see can... human beings as human beings is actually a good thing, not just as images on your screen. Yeah, and, and the internet, you can virtually travel anywhere you want, yeah. right? Like, that's the so, next best thing. Like, I suppose. I feel like it decreases empathy, though. It does. You but know, it's you know, more empathy than reading about them on a book. Let, well, I mean, you people... want to talk about the ultimate empathy killer? Talk to me about one like equals one prayer type posts on Facebook, or share for that. I'm not saying that can't but possibly help people posts. by getting the word word out, word out, but I feel like that's an empathy decreasing thing where you're changing care for another human being on the planet into a click to release a little dopamine in your brain and make you feel good. You guys know weeaboos, right? They're obsessed. They're obsessed with Japan, and they want to live in Japan, and they want to be Japanese. You know. I thought that was otaku. O- otaku, weeaboo, whatever. Yeah, probably interchangeable. Call them whatever you want. Yeah, uh, sure. Like these are people. We that, like Japanese culture, and we're Americans. These are people that don't live anywhere near Japan, right? Mm-hmm. And they want to be. They use the internet to look up information about Japan, yeah. and it, this can be for any country. Like you can, you can. Maybe you want to be a Russian. Maybe you want to be. You know, from some country in Africa. I personally I don't identify as a Bulgarian. Like, I'm just thinking of the, the cool. Japanese cowboy guy. You know. Oh yeah. <laughs> that was just a whatever his name is. That was a, something rawhide or whatever. But I, I think, I think in the far, far, far future, it, it, hopefully we don't have an apocalypse killing everybody. If yeah. that doesn't happen, and the internet doesn't go away for some reason, I think eventually down the road, <laughs> everybody's gonna. It, I think nationalism is going to go away. That's what yeah. I think. Well, well yeah, that's like, what globalization is and all that stuff. What you were talking about earlier, like, people want to hold on. That's what's happening right now. It's reactionary. Yeah. Yeah. Pe- yeah. People, it's... They cling to a past that never existed. It's com- it's completely natural to resist change, right? Mm-hmm. Totally. And people want things to stay the same because, you know, I'm comfortable now. And they do whatever... If things change, I might not be comfortable, you know? They do whatever crazy shit to keep that change. Yeah, like... Or and, they or they do and, this crazy shit just so they can plant a stake in the ground and say, this is my mark I've left on the world, is this crazy shit. Yeah. You yeah. know? Because I am... I don't know about you guys, but I am nervous about becoming, an, like, an older person and not being able to understand what is going to shift and the changes that are going to happen. Because I yeah. just... I know what's going to happen. It happens to everybody. It's the whole. It's the Grandpa Simpsons quote. I used to be with it, but then they changed what it was. It's the whole. And now it is something strange and confusing to me. That's gonna happen. So I feel like people who are reactionaries and wanna go back to a past that never existed, they wanna really just plant their stake in the ground and say, "This is something I can stand up for." Yeah, and even though it's usually just shrouded in a bunch of shitty thoughts. There was a Reddit post about people's writing throughout history about how they think the youth of their time is a symbol of the end times, a signifier of the end times, because they're like, the youth is so corrupt, they're shortening language, coming up with slang, all they want to do is party, and and they don't respect elders and stuff. And it's like this post from like 400 BC, and then like going through all throughout history, like everybody, all, all these people always complain about the younger generation and how they think, you know, 
the next generation will be worse than theirs. Yeah. I mean, they, I mean, obviously there are some things that really piss me off about modern culture. I, I think social media, a lot of shit that's originated on social media makes me kind of fucking sick and disgusted. Well, it's, it's just, I don't know, I, I, it's so tempting to kind of want to see the future, you know, I want to enjoy this present I'm in now, but to see the future and to think how straight, like the way you talk about language, I feel like at some point we're going to get to the whole like Firefly slash NADSAT, like the Clockwork Orange language where people are mashing words together or like they're they're really shortening phrases and things like that. Yeah, that's another thing. I think there's or probably... You, or just the universalization, if that's even a word, of language, something like that. Yeah, that, that's another thing I think will happen in the far future if everything doesn't go off the rails, is that there'll just be one language. Essentially, or everyone will know a central yeah. language. There will be like, or I think that's how they do it in Mass Effect, isn't it? Like, there's one language that everybody knows, yeah. so that everybody can communicate. Yeah. But then everyone kind of has their own native language. Uh -huh. And I think it goes back to what you said. Like, the internet isn't inherently positive, isn't inherently negative. It's inherently neutral. Yeah. It just it's just a tool. It's a tool for us. And what makes it bad or good is what what we do with that tool. Yeah. What we what a person does with it. So we can either shitpost on 4chan, or we can start entire charities on the internet. I'm the choice is Why not Shitposting changing the world. <laughs> so much fun. Shitposting is more fun, it's easier. Yeah. <laughs> holy sh- you guys, we got really deep and existential with this episode. Sure. I don't know. It needs yeah, to happen, dude. Oh, we should talk about that robot. Oh, that yeah! fucking that robot was so crazy! Grant shared a gif of this uh, robot that's Humanoid, so it I, is the idea behind it that it's supposed to like walk exactly like a human. And yeah, it's supposed to like yeah humanoid, and that it's it's built like a human and supposed to walk. Yeah, so the the like newest version of this robot can do backflips. Yeah, it it can do backflips, dude. It's pretty fucking crazy. We have a robot that can do backflips, and we're not talking about like a tiny little thing. We're talking about a, a full size human, human sized robot that yeah. weighs obviously way more dude, than we do. We need to get that robot and then put uh, uh what's the other robot we talked about last See time? See if we can do Sophie. Tutorial. Oh, Sophie. Yeah, yeah, we need to put right. Sophie's head on that robot, and then it's the perfect machine to start start Skynet and enslave us all. Oh my god. Yes. Yeah, dude. This will be. That's so where the world's headed. Jesus Christ. AI will enslave everybody. All right. No, because years like again, I, I keep bringing up Osimo. It was a robot that looked like an astronaut, and they had it walk up a thing yeah. of stairs, and then it fell off the stairs sideways. And that was like ten-ish years ago, I want to say. And now we're at this. And now this thing is like it's it's jumping up on platforms. It's jumping off a platform. Dude, it's jumping on a platform and no Yeah, completely fluid. Have it's you seen crazy. the one where uh, it's the four-legged one and the guy just goes up and it's like walking normally yeah. and the guy goes up and just fucking kicks it and it's able to get back on it doesn't even fall over it it's yeah. just like stumbles isn't that weird how that's you know amazing so it's it's this video right of it almost looks like an animal but it's this robot with four legs and it's he's kicks he kicks it to test its stabilization and everybody like reddit made a big deal about it and like basically as a joke but being why would they treat that poor robot like that? Yeah. Like, they have empathy for it. There's one where it's a guy, like, a robot holding a box, and it's a guy with a hockey stick knocking the box out yeah. of his hand and fucking shoving it. So, but but when you see the video, it's not just a joke. Like, you can actually feel a tang of empathy yeah. just because of the way it realistic, realistically moves. And it, like, stumbles and, like, maybe if, like, there's, robots, like, that hesitation. Robots of the future who are, like, AI-level smart, they look back at that and they see it as, like, yeah. like lab mice almost, and it's like, oh... Then we're gonna get Skynet. Skynetted. Well, see you guys in the future when we're all in the singularity. We're all just communicating with emojis. Mm -hmm.
Yep. Emojis are the new hieroglyphics. Oh, here's, here's what's gonna happen. Robots are gonna enslave our... You robots know what I, want? Want... I want a... You know how there's the Rosetta Stone that helped us understand Egyptian hieroglyphics? Mm. I want a future where we all speak in emojis, and then Urban Dictionary becomes the new Rosetta Stone, like a digital Rosetta Stone that helps people understand slang and stuff. <laughs> And then, and then all language is based uh, on that point is based off emojis. So emojis <laughs> are an inherent part of language. Box well, you can follow us on SoundCloud, which is our main home of operations. Uh, we also are on YouTube. We have a Facebook page. We have a Twitter page. We're on Stitcher for any of you uh, podcast junkies that use that. Um, iTunes. And we're on iTunes, so you can get us on your uh, overpriced over iPhone Xs. So yeah, we're all over the place. Uh, you can follow us if you want to. Uh, Maybe that's one good thing that we can get out of the internet is that we can do this podcast and share it. Oh, yeah, that's right. And, yeah, right. anybody can just pick up a microphone, put it in the middle of uh, and, their group um, of friends and talk about bullshit yeah. for 27 <laughs> episodes. But, and but right. we, in, uh, we encourage you guys to like send us questions, topics for us you want oh, yeah. to yeah, totally talk about. Oh, oh yeah, seriously. We answer everybody, like... Yep. I don't. I don't care how many emails we get. We will answer everybody. Because mm-hmm. we don't get a lot of emails. Yeah. Yeah. Please send us emails. Please. Desperate. Tell us stuff. Please buy a cast please, mattress. Please, please, or... please, please like please, and subscribe. Please, please, please like please, and subscribe. Please, please, share. Please, please force your please. friends to watch. And have a good night. Yes. And remember, uh, don't do drugs, kids. Watching. Don't do drugs. Fear the internet. Fear the internet. The internet's a new. The drug. internet is more powerful than you. It's like tech war. Good night. Like William Shatner. Bye. Book.